to the Lonnie Swain Show podcast. I'm your host, Lonnie Swain. I'm a media personality, blogger, and digital influencer. My radio career required many cross-country relocations from my hometown of New Orleans to Baltimore, St. Louis, Chicago, Dallas, and now back to New Orleans. I've had to start over and reinvent myself many times, which has made for interesting experiences, opportunities, and of course, some obstacles. The purpose of this show is to remind you that everyone has to go through something to get somewhere. My hope is that the stories that I share along with my guests inspire and encourage and incite you to live your best and most authentic personal and professional lives while encouraging self-love and self-care. Thank you so much for listening and don't forget to rate, review, subscribe and share. Now let's get into the show. Any brand or product is only as good as its publicity. You can have a great product, but if nobody knows about it, that is a problem. So that's why I have today's guest on to talk about perfecting your pitch. Miss Vanessa Abron is a public relations professional with expertise in securing positive media coverage for brands and national and local media outlets. Her vision for every project is to leverage, cultivate, and influence relationships with the media, organizations, and the community at large to promote brands, clients, in a positive public image, both locally, nationally, and internationally, by implementing a level of creativity where no campaign pain is too small, no project is impossible, and no idea is too crazy. Vanessa's experience represents a broad range of public relations initiatives in a variety of industries, making her a valuable asset to any campaign. She accredits her success on her passion for continuously building positive relationships with a broad spectrum of individuals, combined with her steadfast commitment to ensuring that the media, community, and the client all receive mutually beneficial rewards from any project. Welcome to the show, Vanessa. Thank you. Thank you. I'm looking forward to the conversation. Congratulations, first and foremost. You just did a launch for your new book. Tell us about that. Can't believe I did it, but I must manage expectations. It's a workbook, um, so it's not like a textbook or anything like that, but it is a toolkit that I develop, ideally for those who are small business professionals, creatives, artists, and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. And when they go through the book, they'll be able to basically develop their own public relations initiatives on their own. And I wrote this book because working with different clients, I noticed a couple of different things, especially when it comes to this segment of clients, that they either don't have enough money for public relations, or they don't really understand what public relations is, or it could be a combination of both. So I wanted to be able to offer this segment something without just saying, I can't help you. So I I developed this toolkit in hopes that it would at least get them started, at least it, it will at least get their brain working in a way as if they were sitting in front of me. So that's what this toolkit is for. And I'm looking forward to it, helping different entrepreneurs and artists. And where is it available currently? Um, You can go to my website, um, VanessaAbron.com, and people can purchase it there. Awesome. One of the things that you've also been doing that I've been admiring from afar is you've been doing different, um, I don't know if you call it masterclasses or... Yeah, so I have a lot of different events and it has been my number one marketing effort for myself and I actually recommend it 
to my clients as well because events, whether it's a panel discussion, a cocktail event, some sort of fireside chat, it really is a way to let you engage with your audience, your potential clients and current clients in a way that engages them so they can connect with you in a more connective way. So sometimes when you're doing things from a marketing standpoint on social media or maybe even podcasts, radio stations, television programs, things of that nature, it's kind of a far, but in an event, people can see you, they can touch you and they can feel your energy. And it is that that I believe is what lets people want to work with you more. Because um, as I said in my launch event yesterday, people aren't necessarily buying your product or your service. They're actually investing in you. Um, If you think about it from a broad scale there are tons of people that are doing the exact same thing. There are tons of people that are doing podcasts. There are tons of people that are doing PR and marketing relations. So what is it that's going to separate you from your clients? And sometimes it's the innovation that you do, but oftentimes it's basically the connection they have with you and that relationship that they develop. So I think when you do an event, that is definitely a great way to market yourself to connect with your audience and your potential clients. With that being said, I do a number of different things and I try to switch it up and I'd have a variety of different topics depending on what I feel like I want to do at the moment. So I had, so yesterday I had a fireside chat talking about public relations and answering everyone's public relations questions during the um, prelude to pitch fireside chat, which also served as my book launch event. But I've also had events where I brought together PR professionals professionals and digital influencers where we talked about how to grow our relationship and have better communications with one another. Because even though it seems like digital influencers have been around for a long time, the relationship is relatively new. I would say probably less than 10 years for them connecting with PR professionals. And it's very different to connect with an influencer than it is for me to connect with someone in traditional media, such as a radio producer, a TV reporter, or an online news site editor. So I wanted to have this conversation to bring the two entities together, and I'm going to bring that back again in November. But this time, I am going to focus that conversation on how the two can drive results collectively. I've also hosted um, PR workshops for my constituents. The last one I had was called Prelude to Pitch, which is also the title of the book. And it used to be called Shoestring Budget Public Relations, and it was just where I would educate the market, especially small business owners, about what public relations is, because you will be surprised that a lot of people do not know what public relations is. It's a cute term, and it sounds great, and it sounds like it's supposed to be on your to-do list, but a lot of people don't quite understand it the way they think they do. Mm-hmm. So if you could give us just a very brief synopsis of what public relations is and what where the common misunderstanding is. Yes. So I actually developed my own public relations definition because when I looked it up online, even I thought that the definitions for public relations was rather intimidating or confusing. So how I define public relations is that it is the overall management of your public reputation. So how you manage how people view you publicly is is encompassed into your public relations. The misconceptions is that public relations is all of marketing or that it's advertising. And that's not true. Public relations is under the umbrella of marketing, and it is a cousin or brother 
to advertising. So the two are not exactly the same. However, the two do come together to work together for your overall marketing initiatives. The difference between public relations and advertising is advertising, you can guarantee that you receive a certain sort of coverage. So if you want to have something in Essence Magazine, you can actually pay to have some sort of visibility in Essence Magazine. However, if you want to have some sort of article of yourself in Essence Magazine, then that in itself is called public relations outreach and you do not pay for that. And because you don't pay for that, people tend to view that as a more credible way of getting coverage because you are convincing someone that you are worthy to be talked about. Unfortunately, with public relations is you can't guarantee that it's going to happen. And a lot of people think that, oh, I invested in public relations, so I'm guaranteed that this is going to take place. And actually, no public relations professional should be able to guarantee any person or any client anything because anything can happen. For example, I had a client once and they were going to go on a particular news station and we had everything confirmed with the producer and the day of there was some sort of breaking news. I think it it was when something happened with Sandy Hook, the school, mm-hmm. and they had to nix the entire coverage because they had to focus all of their efforts on covering what happened with the Sandy Hook shooting. So sometimes right. things do happen and with public relations, you cannot guarantee that what you want is going to happen the way you want it. Or you could get the coverage, but the editor or the producer could, for some reason, not do their due diligence and they could spell a name wrong or they may leave out a particular messaging that you're looking for. It is our job as public relations professionals to negate this as much as possible. But at the end of the day, we still cannot control what the producer editor does. Mm, Okay. So I think that was a great description because I I definitely can see where a lot of people get those things confused for sure. And the part about guaranteeing, which I think that that's a big thing with marketing period that, you know, people think sometimes, oh, well, if I buy advertisement or, you know, a commercial on this radio station or this television station, you're going to guarantee me that I'm going to make my money back in my sales from that advertisement and that's not the case so that's where a lot of people feel some type of way about investing in marketing because there is no direct return on that investment besides the exposure to the audience when you invest in being a business owner though you're taking a risk everything Mm -hmm. is always a risk when you are a business owner so you can negate risk by trying to assess what is the probability of me getting my return on investment, but you can never really guarantee it. You can't guarantee that once you decide you're going to start a restaurant that people are going to walk through the door, no matter how many times you promote it. Because a lot of things go into you being a successful business owner and it does not all fall on marketing. You can do all of the marketing in the world, but if your food is horrible, Right. Or people don't have a good experience at your restaurant or it's just something that is just not of interest to them in general, then all the marketing in the world is not going to get you business. So marketing is a collective of all of the different initiatives that you have to do to be a good business owner. And so sometimes it's hard to figure out, okay, what is it? that's stopping me from making money? Is it the marketing? Is it that I don't have the proper business processes in place? Is it the fact that I need to level up in the services or the quality of product that I'm offering? 
Um, there's is it the customer service aspect? So there's a lot of different things that goes into place for the overall success of your business that doesn't fall solely on marketing. I think that one of the big things that is really important with the marketing piece is knowing exactly what you want to say about yourself in your mm-hmm. pitch, you know, and people talk about your elevator pitch, you know, how can you can convince people to patron your business or invest in your services or invest in your brand in what do they say 15 seconds or less or 30 seconds or less the elevator mm-hmm. pitch. Um, so I think that a lot of people have a hard time really getting that messaging correct or concise. And so that's one of the things Mm -hmm. that I would like for you to talk about today is perfecting that pitch and three tips that businesses, entrepreneurs, and brands and creatives can use so that when they are under budget and can't afford necessarily a PR person, what things can they be doing on their own to pitch themselves? Absolutely. It's all in the book. It's all in the toolkit and I help people do this. So tip number one, have your story and know your story. Oftentimes, business owners feel that their story is the product. They'll say, Hi, I have this new song. I have this new app. I opened this new store and I want PR. Opening up a new store, you opening up a new business, you selling a new product is not your PR story because everyone is starting a new business every day. The story actually is you and why you're doing what you're doing. And it is you that separates you from everybody else. So you have to know your story and what makes you interesting. In the book, one of the first questions is, what makes you so important and separates you from your competition? And sometimes it could be, I'm the first person to ever do this. And if you are the first person to do this, then that is something that is newsworthy. You tell that story why that you are the first one to do this and why you probably think it's never been done before and why you're introducing it to the market. However, let's say you have a new line of cupcakes. Well, having a new line of cupcakes isn't new. So how are you going to separate your cupcakes from a big brand such as Sprinkles Cupcakes or even something that you can get at the supermarket? So you have to have a story behind what makes these cupcakes so interesting. Do you have a certain ingredient? Are you the first one to have vegan cupcakes? Are you the first one to have gluten-free Are you the first one to target dogs? And these are dog-friendly cupcakes. So you have to find the story. And if it isn't anything interesting about yourself and these cupcakes, then you have to figure out what it is or develop it. And I think that's the hard part. Sometimes people have things and they realize I have no story. And that's okay. Because once you identify that the story isn't there yet, you have the opportunity to create one. So know that your story isn't necessarily in the product itself, but it is in you and the reason behind what you're doing and how you plan to make an impact on the people that you are catering to. So that's number one. Um, Tip number two is that when you do decide to reach out to media and you're by yourself, pay attention to your target audience. So if you, and and for those who don't know, your target audience is the group of people that you seek as your potential customers. So maybe you 
have cupcakes that are made for dogs, then you are going to target dog owners, of course. So if you're going to target dog owners, then you want to reach out to media outlets that focus on dog owners. Or you may want to focus on organizations that are catered to dog owners. So pay attention to your target audience. And once you realize that your target audience is at a certain place and is reading certain things or is engaging in certain activities or communes at a certain space, be there. So you don't need to reach out to a hundred different media outlets if you're only really needing to target five. And if those five target media outlets is what will make an impact for your brand, then just focus in on those five media outlets and the people who write for those media outlets. Okay. So tip number three is to implement the inverted pyramid when you're doing your outreach. So when you implement the inverted pyramid, it's like, Vanessa, what are you talking about? What is an inverted pyramid? And it's basically when you have the most important information at the top of your written communication. And the reason why that is important is because you have to consider that the people that you're doing outreach to gets a million emails a day, thousands of phone calls a day, and they're trying to sort through it all. And if you lose them at the beginning, talking about who you are with your bio and the overview about your company, and you bury the important information at the end, they would never get to it. And they would under and they would never understand why what you're doing is important. So you have to put that important information at the very top. So for example, if you're hosting a fundraiser and the fundraiser is you have people jumping out of airplanes to support, you know, children who are homeless, then you need to say that at the very beginning because that is way more interesting than you going into your bio and the overview of your company and why you started your company and how long you've been in business. You need to get to the meat of what you're talking about at right away at the very beginning, like say exactly what you want. I think people get in this mindset that they have to sweet talk someone first and media, they hate that opening sweet talk. You have to say what you want right away and you have to realize that either they're going to like it or they're not going to like it, but say what you want right away. And that's tip number three. Awesome. Thank you so, so very much. And now with the tips, would you say that there are any common mistakes that you see people make often that they should avoid in general as far as marketing and promoting their business as entrepreneurs? Yes. So piggybacking off tip number three is wordy communication. We live in a very touch and go digital era where everyone's attention span is but 15 seconds. So oftentimes if you were to send an email to someone and it looks like it's a four page letter, it oftentimes is stored away to be viewed again and it may never get viewed again. So learn how to say what you need to say very quickly and concisely. And if you can grab someone's attention, grab their attention and say, if you want more information, please do not hesitate to contact me or maybe put the additional information in a link that they can click if they are interested. But do not send out communication with tons and tons of words. Um, oftentimes, I have people and clients do that when they try to do things on their own. So 
be quick and, and concise. And like I said, shameless plug, it's all in the book to teach you how to do this. Um, another mistake that people tend to do is when they're in public relations. Like I said, public relations is a part of marketing, but it's um, not advertising, is that they get very salesy when it comes to public relations. In public relations, this is your opportunity to be really authentic. You don't have to give the sales pitch. Be who you are and let yourself shine. Don't sell because that can be very overwhelming when you're doing something from a PR standpoint. Remember, this is public engagement, not sales. PR is so that you can connect with your customers and potential customers in a way that draws them to you. And when you're outwardly selling, it could be a turnoff. So there is a time for selling, but with PR, turn it off. Be engaging, just let people know what you offer. Make it be more educational than selling. Because if you have a great product and you're able to communicate how great the product is and how much it is needed, then it should be able to sell itself. So stay away from, you need to buy this and you need to get this. And right away, stay away from those sort of terms when you are engaging in public relations. Another bad thing to do too, as I said, I talked about being authentic, is people tend to implement initiatives that aren't true to themselves. So someone may go to a hospital and kiss babies and they really hate babies. I'm, I'm, I don't think anyone hates babies, but let's say that for example, <laughs> Mm-hmm. But they don't, they're not really into children or babies and things of that nature. And if it comes out that you're implementing this as who you are, but in reality, that's not who you are, that could have severe backlash. So always stay true to who you are. If you are offering a dog product, engage in dog activities and be in that community and donate to the Humane Society and the Anti Cruelty Society and things of that nature um, that aligns with who you are and your brand. Do not deviate from who you are in an effort to be a public relations superstar just to attract attention because in the long run it will turn into bad publicity if someone wants to speak more with you about how to get their brand or business on track as far as public relations goes how does someone get in touch with you they can simply go to vanessaabron.com and that's v-a-n-e-s-s-a-a as a boy, R-O-N, as a Nancy. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Lonnie Swain Show podcast. Please visit my website, LonnieSwain.com, where you can sign up for my monthly newsletter, check out companion blog posts, show notes, and lots of other cool stuff. This podcast is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, Buzzsprout, CastBox, Anchor, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and my website. I love and appreciate all of your feedback, so don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, and share. Until next time, go where you are celebrating celebrated and appreciated, not just tolerated. Talk to you soon.